Good day, my friends, and welcome to another moment, a Black History Moment with Bo. And today is going to be a good day for you, because your life is going in the direction that you want it to go. And I just want you to remember, it's not the load that breaks you down, it's the way you carry it. So with that being said, we're going to slip into darkness And we're going to slip into darkness and talk about the month of February. Because you see, it's not the timing. It's always about the material. So let's talk about Black History Month and why it is for white people. I don't know a lot about white history. I also don't know much about green bean casserole, Creedence Clearwater Revival, or shampoo and conditioner in one. I am, however, familiar with seasoned salt, the nuisance of blue magic versus Dax, and the musical stylings of Frankie Beverly and Mays. And unlike many of my educated white counterparts, I know a lot about American history. As someone who was raised around black people, the American history I learned included the understanding that the Constitution counted me as a fraction of a human being, that the founding fathers enshrined the enslavement of people who looked like me into that document and that at one point half of the population of this country decided they'd rather stop being Americans than cancel the 246 consecutive seasons of slavery. You know, it was only recently that I came to the realization that most Americans don't learn history in chronological order. We teach children about the bravery of George Washington and the genius of Thomas Jefferson before we even broach the subject of the peculiar institution that started 150 years before there was a Declaration of Independence. Every third grader in America knows the name of the Mayflower, but very few are ever taught about the white lion and the treasurer who brought the first enslaved Africans to the English colonies in 1619. And according to a report by the Southern Poverty Law Center, Nine out of ten high school seniors either incorrectly identified or openly admitted they weren't sure of what caused the Civil War. Two-thirds, 68% of high school seniors don't know that it took a constitutional amendment to formally end slavery. Is that bull or what? And you know, my friends, this past October, White HBO subscribers were stunned to learn about the terrorist attack on Tulsa, Oklahoma. While the Greenwood Massacre was commonly known in black America, this is not black history. 
This is American history. While all history is relevant in this country, white people have always defined the unit of measurement we call American. The academic and intellectual pursuit of black people's history is viewed through a Caucasian colored lens that turns reality into a hysterical fairy tale whose protagonists are the fair-haired valiant champions of liberty and democracy for all. The white version of black history doesn't acknowledge that the 41 of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence owned slaves. Their history ignores the fact that George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Benjamin Franklin considered slavery immoral but supported the insidious institution anyway. Contrary to publicly available data, White historians' version of America's past never reveals that 75% of white people believed civil rights protesters were communists and 85% of whites thought civil rights protesters were, quote, hurting the Negro cause. Whiteness has always been the standard unit of measurement. But in fact, Black history is more American than the alternative version of white history that is almost based on a true story. This fictionalized version of our national past not only lends itself to ignorance, it also perpetrates the false narrative of American exceptionalism and fuels misconceptions of our present state of being. For instance, people might reconsider our gun laws if they understood that the Second Amendment was included in the Bill of Rights to convince Virginia slave owners who were afraid of slave revolts and armed black soldiers to ratify the Constitution. If they knew how Chicago street gangs were modeled after Irish athletic clubs that fueled the 1919 race riot and shaped Illinois' politics, they might not wonder about the gang violence in Chicago. If they knew about the white supremacist attempt to overthrow the government during Reconstruction, they might think differently about protecting Confederate statues. If schools taught the history of redlining, no one would wonder why black schools are underfunded or black neighborhoods are poor. If they knew about how Southern racists left the Democratic Party and formed the Dixiecrat Party to protest integration and anti-lynching laws, they wouldn't wonder why black people think the Republican Party is considered to be the party of racism. If they knew, if they understood that Martin Luther King Jr. said more about white privilege, white moderates, and police brutality than he ever said about having dreams, they wouldn't pretend to know what MLK would have wanted. If they had any idea that most white people had a negative opinion of the anti-lynching movement, the civil rights movement, black suffrage, 
the March on Washington, the Black Power Movement, and the Black Lives Matter Movement, they wouldn't ever wonder why no one gives a shit what white people think of black protests. So, to protect the fragile ego of white America, we lie to kids and tell them Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves, that the founding fathers weren't white supremacists, that slave owners weren't racist because things were different back then, that the Confederate flag is part of Southern heritage, and that Martin Luther King never blamed white people for the shit that white people did. That's not American history. That's white history. And the people who point out the differences between this fictionalized great American folktale and the truth don't hate America. They are armed with the ability to look beyond the fantasy of our national narrative and see a complex, nuanced story where freedom simultaneously exists alongside oppression. The hypocrisy of all men are created equal is neither damning nor excusable. It just is. And that's why Black History Month exists. My friends, please don't get me wrong. Knowing where you come from is important. But perhaps if white people read Honest Abraham Lincoln's letter explaining that he has never been in favor of bringing about any way the social and political equality of black and white races they wouldn't bristle at the notion that they could be a good person while still upholding the tenets of white supremacy. Perhaps they would do more to dismantle the system if they knew how America intentionally embedded inequality in its political, social, and financial institution. Every black person in America is acutely aware that there has never been liberty and justice for all. White people, they get 28 days. And because we're feeling generous, we'll throw in an extra day on leap year. For 400 years, we have been told that black people are a problem. We are indoctrinated into this lie from the moment we take our first breath. No people have been more legislated against and studied than black Americans. This is because our very existence in our country gives lie to the exceptional mythology of our founders. My friends, once again, that music tells me that it is that time. And I hate it. But we will get back into this subject at another time, I promise you. But before I leave, I will leave you with this message. During slavery, the most forbidden weapon for slaves was knowledge. And it is still true today. Until next time, it's been my honor.